Thank you for tuning into Stepping Stones of Faith. Stepping Stones of Faith is a ministry of Claytonville United Brethren Church. Our service times are as follows. Sunday morning Sunday school starts at 9.30 a.m. Sunday morning worship starts at 10.30 a.m. If you would like to join us for any of these services, our address is 106 Elizabeth Street, Claytonville, Illinois, 60926. We hope to see you this morning. Father, we thank you today. We just ask right now that, Lord, you would touch the boys and Amy as they do Sunday school downstairs. Father, anoint Amy to teach and anoint the boys to listen and learn. Father, I pray for them. I pray that you touch their time together as well as ours up here. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Boys may be dismissed to Sunday school. Today we'd like to draw your attention to James chapter 3. If you're in the Red Bibles, that is 1052. 1052 in the Red Bibles. And today we're going to be talking about the tongue. You know this thing here? And we're going to be talking about the things that it can do, the things that it can cause. It can uplift, it can tear down. And as I was preparing for this, I was thinking about things that people say, and we, we, all, we all used to say them. Things like, sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. Remember those? Somebody tells you that, they're lying to themselves. Words hurt. Words uplift but words can hurt. A good example of this understanding that words can hurt is cyberbullying. That is not, you don't use fists, feet, legs, anything. You use words. How many countless teenagers and young kids, my, age, my kids' age and older, commit suicide due to cyberbullying? Words spoken. So words hurt. Words hurt. So we're going to go here. We're going to look at this. James, this was written by James, the brother of Jesus. And he is talking to us about the importance of understanding the tongue. Starting in verse 1. Are we all there? If we are, say amen. amen. My brothers, not many of you should become teachers, knowing that we shall receive a greater judgment. We all err in many ways, but if any man does not err in word, he is a perfect man and able, to also, able also to control his whole body. See what we put, see how we put pits, bits in the mouths of horses, that they may obey us, and we control their whole bodies, and observe ships, though they are so, so great and are driven by fierce winds, Yet they are directed by a very small rudder, wherever the captain pleases. Even so, the tongue is a little part of the body and boasts great things. See how great the forest, a little fire kindles. 
The tongue is a fire, a word of evil. The tongue is among the parts of the body, defiling the whole body and setting the course of nature on fire, and it is set on fire by hell. All kinds of beasts and birds and serpents and things in the sea are tamed or, or have been tamed by mankind, but no man can tame the tongue. It is an unruly evil full of deadly poison. With it we bless the Lord and Father, and with it we curse men who are made in the image of God. Out of the same mouth proceed blessing and cursing. My brothers, these things ought not to be so. Does a spring yield at the same opening sweet and bitter water? Can a fig tree, my brothers, bear olives or a vine figs? So no spring can yield both salt water and fresh water. So I want us to understand something about the importance of our words, the importance of things that we speak, the importance of, the importance of the attitudes that we have, because we understand that the attitude we have will eventually speak out of our mouth. You can't hide an attitude that is unruly for too long. You can, you can fake it for a while, but pretty soon it is going to give you some issues. Now, understand that I am not perfect either, but understand that we ha all have to get this together. The things we say, the things we do mean something. They matter. He's saying here, James is saying here, he's, say, he's saying that we can... With the tongue, we can be ruled by it or we can rule it. And it's all about the attitude of our heart. You see, what happens, the, the tongue is getting a huge blame for the condition of the spiritual heart. Because the Bible says that out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So if you're looking at something in yourself and you say, well, my attitude is wrong, it's not necessarily your tongue. It's most likely the, the, the intent of your heart, your spiritual heart. Verse 1, he says, My brothers, not many of you should become teachers, knowing that we shall receive a greater judgment. That's important to understand. If we are in greater judgment... If we're in greater judgment by God for what we teach, then we better be sure our heart is right. We better be sure we do not teach with a heart that is unruly. Because if a heart is unruly, the mouth will be unruly. There's an important concept we must understand, and that is a right heart produces right living, produces right speech. We have to understand that concept that threefold concept. A right heart produces right living, produces right speech. Now, we all err in many ways. James is not denying that. But if a man does not err in word, he is a, he is a perfect man and able to control his whole body. I'm not there yet. Is anybody there yet? We're not there yet. That means we push forward to something better. He's giving examples. These examples he's giving is things that they know about. You know, now, today's day and age, we use examples like, 
this is what I saw on social media, or this is what we, we do here. He's giving them examples of what they know about. Horses with bits in their mouths. They were mostly farmers. They did things with olives, and they did things with other things, wheat and things. So they understood what that meant to have a bit in the horse's mouth to control where the horse went. They understood that. That was part of their life. So he uses these examples to show them with what they're doing, with what their life is like then. The ships, the horses, things that they understood. James is using those examples to give them a good example of how they should be, how we should be today. And this, these are things that transcend time and space. This transcends. This, this idea of having good speech, this idea of uplifting one another is not something that was just for then. It is not something that's just for us. It is something that transcends time and space. It will always be the way it should be. We should always be uplifting one another. We can, Sometimes we don't. He goes on, the tongue is a fire, a world of evil. The tongue is among the parts of the body, defiling the whole body and setting the course of nature on fire. This is what, this is what I'm getting to here. Our attitude can set your whole day. How many of us get up in the morning and we decide, we say, good Lord, it's morning, or good morning, Lord? How many of us do that? Tina's a coffee drinker. I used to drink caffeine. I don't anymore. But I know how it is when you don't have caffeine and you wake up in the morning too early and, you know, something hits you wrong. That attitude can set the course of your whole day. The words you speak can set the course of your whole day, can set the course of your whole relationship with someone. How you speak to one another, how you speak to your spouses, to your children, to your grandchildren, that will set the course of that relationship for a very long time. He goes on, he says, the tongue is among the parts of the body defiling the whole body and setting course, setting the course of nature on fire and it is set on fire by hell. Our attitude is not, our attitudes are not to be those of attitudes that cause others to feel unworthy. Although we're not perfect and although that happens, it's still there where we are called to be better than we are right now, tomorrow. We're called to be better right now than we were 10 minutes ago. We're called to be better than we are. And I am urging us all, me and you, to be better than you are right now, later on today. And then later on today, set a course. I want to be better tomorrow than I am today. How do we do that? Well, a couple things. Three things. You get into your Bible. You read it. You get on your face before God. You pray. You talk to Him. And you spend time with God's people. That's how you get right. That's how you stay in that attitude of wanting to be better. Wanting to be more than you are right now. Verse 7. All kinds of beasts and birds are, and serpents and things in the sea are tamed or have been tamed by mankind. 
We can tame things, the wildest things. You ever go to a circus? Not around here, they don't have lions and elephants and stuff, but there are some that have lions and elephants and tigers and all those things. Those things are trained and tamed. Man can do those things. Fierce animals that if they were in their natural habitat, they would be very dangerous to be around. But man can tame those things. He's saying man cannot tame the tongue in and of themselves. Again, the attitude. Again, the idea of where your heart is. Can we tame our tongue in and of ourselves? The answer is no. Not without the help of God. Not without the Spirit of God. We cannot. I talked about cyberbullying. Those young children that do not commit suicide, that get through it with the parents' help, with encouragement from the parents, still have things to deal with for the rest of their lives. They still have situations that they deal with about themselves, about their own self-image, about their own, uh, uh, the way they are, uh, their confidence. They deal with those things. He says in verse 8, No man can tame the tongue. It is unruly, evil, full of deadly poison. Why? Because man, whether you want to believe it or not, man is inherently evil. Man fell in Genesis chapter 3, and that sin nature has been passed on from generation to generation to 2020, today's date, September 27th. And man is inherently evil, but it is the, it is the call of God, it is the Spirit of God who helps us to be holy. Verse 9, he says, With it we bless the Lord and Father, and with it we curse men, who are made in the image of God. So you come in here today. Bless God. Thank you all for coming. Praise the Lord. Let's sing praises. And we sing praises to God. And then there's four doors we have to go out. And what's our attitude like the moment we hit the sidewalk? You see? We've got to think about those things. Because whether we like it or not, People can see that. People can see that we're faking. People can see that we are biting back our tongue. The attitude that we have from here to there should always be the same. What you see is what you get. If I'm in a bad mood, by golly, I'm going to be in a bad mood. And you'll probably know about it. But I, but I also know that if I'm in a bad mood, I can go somewhere with that bad mood. I can repent and ask God to help me. And I have to know that. I have to understand that. I have to be able to ask God to do that and know in confidence that I can ask for that and God will bless me. Believe me, I know I'm human just like each and every one of us. I'm not calling us here to be perfect. I'm not. I'm calling us here to be self-aware of who we are and whose we are. We are ambassadors of Christ. Our attitude, our situation in life tells people who we believe Christ is to us. 
And sometimes that will portray a Christ that is different than what Scripture says. Christ is not okay with an attitude that is contrary to his word. Christ is not okay with cursings coming out of the same mouth you just praised him with. Christ is not okay with those things. Although they're there, we have to understand that we have to move beyond those things. Beyond those things. We've all had mouths like sailors. Believe me, we have all had them. We've all had them. But, and we, sometimes we still have them. But does that mean that that's okay with God? No. You talk to somebody who is you're trying to minister to somebody and you, you're cussing up a storm there. They think, well, hey, that, that must be okay to be a Christian. There's two ways they're going to react to that. One of two ways. They're either going to say, well, that's okay to be that way. God's okay with it because they're doing it. Or they're going to say, if that's what a Christian is, I don't want no part of that. You see? Two reactions. Usually, and most of them, well, all the time, they're both, they're wrong. They're wrong. They're both damaging. We must get ourselves straight. And I say that as your pastor in the most loving way. We must get ourselves right. We can't presume because we come to this building and we sing praises and we get in the Bible and we read and we pray that we're okay. Because I'm not every day. I have to repent every day. And if I have to do it, everybody has to do it. Everybody has to do it. It's an attitude thing. Verse 10, out of the same mouth, preceding blessing and cursing, my brothers, see these things ought not to be so. Verse 11, does a spring yield the same opening, sweet and bitter water? Again, using imagery that they understand. But we can do that too. Can a river or a fresh spring bring about salt water? Is it possible? No. No. Can a saltwater ocean bring about water that you can drink without purification, without filtration? No. So James is saying, out of the same mouth that, blows, that flows blessings and cursings ought not to be so, although it happens. I'm not discounting that it doesn't happen. It happens. It happens. I've been there. Anybody raise their hand that has not been there? No hands are up. Because we've all been there. I thought Wayne's hand was going up for a second. But we've all been there. We've all been there. But it's what we do with those things. You see, the Bible says that we can go boldly before the throne of grace with our requests and our needs. And that's any need. That's any need. That's a need of, of healing, wholeness. That's a need of, I need encouragement. That's a need, I need, I need my mouth to be right. I need my heart to be right. We can go before God in all those things. 
but are we willing to do that? See, that's the question here. All, all the rest of this is imagery. They knew about figs. They knew about olives. They knew about vines. They knew about water. All of these things is imagery to drive home the idea that if it is not possible to have a right heart before God and, and speak the way some people speak without repentance. I've said before, and I'll continue to say again, we have got to be people with three things in our lives. We have got to be people of the Word. It means you get into your Bible, you read it, you study it, you prayerfully consider it. We have to be people of prayer, people who are always ready to pray, always ready to go before God with your requests, your rejoicing, your, your heartaches, your things, your mountaintop experiences, your valley experiences. We have to be people of the word, people of prayer, and we need to be people of repentance. A repentant heart is what we should always be. We should always go before God and examine ourselves for the day. And this is something, this is why I'm preaching this today. This is a self-examination sermon. We need to look at ourselves and say, am I doing these things? Am I causing issues? Am I making it bad for somebody? Is somebody turning away because of me? And if that is the case, then we have to make it right. And how do we make it right? You're a man of repentance, a woman of repentance. You're a man or woman of, of the word, and you're a man and woman of prayer. That's how you make it right. You go before God and you make it right. You see, so many times we get in such a, such a way of speaking, such a way of being, that we don't even realize that it's damaging. We, we, we can speak a certain way, we can be a certain way, and we don't think about how it is, how it comes across, how it sounds, what it might be painting for someone else of what a Christian should be. This is our call today to examine and really look at ourselves and say, am I really what God wants me to be? And it's not a call to beat anybody up. It's not. It's a call to just really look and really examine. Because these are things I do every day. These are, these are questions I ask myself quite often. Quite often. I have confidence in God, but I have self-confidence in myself of how I come across and how I do things. I look at myself very intently. I'm my, I'm my worst critic. We can all can say that. But it's important to understand that if we don't do those things, how would we ever know that we're doing damage to someone if we don't look, if we don't, if we, if we, if we don't inspect ourselves, inspect our hearts, God's the only one that can show you. You can't say, well, I'm okay without seeking God first, saying, God, am I really okay? And the rubber meets the road in the application. The rubber meets the road in the application. God could say to you, yeah, you need to change this, or you need to start doing this, or you need to stop doing this, and you can know that, but the whole thing is in the application. Are we willing to start, stop, or change something? Because usually it takes work. 
Usually it takes work. Jim quit smoking last year. That was not easy. That takes work. That takes work. Things like that take work. Are we willing to do that? That's what we've got to ask ourselves. Does this make sense? Is this making sense? So my, my question, my, my, my exhortation to you this week is to just go before God in your time of prayer, your time of reading the word, and I urge you to do that. Just be open with God and allow God to speak to you. You know, we, we, we do this. We go before God and we pray and then we say, okay, goodbye. But we never sit down and shut up. We never allow God to speak. It's prayer's a conversation. We, ought, we talk to God and we have to sit there and quite frankly, we've got to shut our mouth and allow God to speak back to us. It's important. How are we going to know what we need to change if we don't shut up and allow God to speak? Amen? Let's go before God in prayer. Father, we thank you today. Lord, we give you praise and glory for your word. Help us, Lord, to be mindful of our speech, to be mindful of our attitude. And Lord, if our heart needs to change, Father, help us to come before you in repentance. Father, I pray that you administer to us right now. I pray that you'd touch us and bless us today. And Lord, that you'd give us a good day today. Father, bless the food that is downstairs. Bless those that prepared it. And Lord, I pray that you'd minister to us in our, in our conversations. And Lord, we thank you for that in Jesus' name. And so Amen. as we are gathering together downstairs, I want you to be blessed today. So may the Lord bless you and keep you. May he make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May he turn his countenance upon you and give you his peace. Amen. Thank you for listening to Stepping Stones of Faith. I pray that you find value in this content. You can also find an audio podcast of this program on all the major podcasting platforms. Just type Stepping Stones of Faith into the podcast search bar. Once again, I'm Pastor Josh. Thank you for joining me today.